This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a loss against the Atlanta Falcons. We talk about RG3 getting his bell rung and much, much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 John, what's up? Yo, 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 what's up? Have, Dude. If you notice, we didn't have Josh, Josh today. Again. Oh, Josh is ill this evening. He went or to something. Be, he went to bed at 5.30. He couldn't even stay up long enough to watch the end of the Nats game. Speaking of, let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Enough. One game to decide whether they get to take a trip to San Francisco. If you're going to San Francisco, <laughs> be sure to wear some balls in your hair. All right, in the ga- in the gallery tonight, in case you guys hear some noise, is because I've got my two daughters because. They That's won't part go of in the other it. room and watch TV. They're just sitting here on the couch watching me. <laughs> and they have to be absolutely quiet. And when they start talking, you go... And Amelia's over there shaking her head. They did, however, watch the Redskins game at the very end against the Bucks, and they started freaking out when they made the field goal. And that was the last field goal that Billy... Cundiff will make for the Washington Redskins. He actually made one the next week, but he did. That was the last game winning field goal that he made for the Washington Redskins because Billy Cundiff got cut. He didn't make one the next week, did he? Yeah, he made one. He made like a short, like 20 something yard one. And then he missed the 31 yarder. Yeah, he missed the long 31 yarder. Yeah, he missed the second 31 yarder in two weeks. But then he made a here. I'm looking it up since we don't have Josh. Dude, do you have any of the Josh sound bites available? Um, yeah. <laughs> if you really Somewhere. want to. I have a whole little soundboard called Josh Sounds. Oh, man. I called it. I yeah. That, dude. <laughs> dude. It's like he's already here because he's not listening anyway. He's usually oh, looking man. up stuff that we were talking about like 10 minutes before. I called it. Yeah. So in any event, um, he did. He had one field goal. Um, it was a, I am looking for, it was a 23-yard field goal. Who said that, dude? Uh, that, that's, that's what the kick was, Josh. He hit, he hit one field goal for 23 yards after missing the 31-yard field goal. <laughs> you, know what that, you know what that reminds me of? What? That commercial two tickets to paradise. No, no, we want we want four tickets to paradise. Pack your bags and we'll be what is it? Leave tonight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the Eddie Money commercial? The Eddie Money travel agency commercial. He owes me thirty dollars in case you guys never heard. You, I don't know. Have you ever told that story on on the actual podcast? 
I don't know, but I might as well take this opportunity to do so. Yeah, go for it. Hi, Eddie Money, singer. <laughs> back in the, back in the day when whoa, I did some, whoa 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 when I did some production whoa. management in Brooklyn, and we were doing Eddie Money show at this outdoor uh, a, venue a, down by Coney Island. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, his manager was like, "Hey, can you order us some pizza?" And we ordered him some pizza for the bus. And then I like paid the uh, the dude, the pizza guy. I was like, just bring it over there. Or I was like, just bring it over there. Anyway, I was going to settle up with Eddie Money's manager later. And then the next thing I know, we're like striking some equipment. And I look over and I see Eddie Money's bus like. Like tooling out. <laughs> like tooling out at Brooklyn in like the middle of the night, like two in the morning. And I start chasing the bus up the road going, you owe me 30 Hey! <laughs> <laughs> he still oh, owes man. me 30 bucks Eddie Mahoney to this day Eddie Mahoney his real name the Eddie Mahoney travel agency whoa it looked like it was in Brooklyn too uh, yeah no that looks like a nice place a nice street corner in New York in that commercial unlike Brooklyn yeah but you know how every every little business in New York has those generic awnings yeah. Anyway, enough about Eddie Mahoney. <laughs> Mahoney. Let's talk about the game in case you guys didn't see it. Oh, and by the way, by the way, dude, we would be remiss if we did not mention our longtime Manila sponsor, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes, we would. Thank you, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services. Yes, sir. Who wrote us this week said he was interested in a shirt. A bunch of people have already written in claiming their staking their claim to some shirts. Wait, was it David Lee or David I? Both, both of them wrote in. Oh, okay. David Lee, David I. Uh, Chris J in the UK. Chris J in the UK. We're big over there, man. We're big in Britain. And who else? A couple other people said they were in. Yeah, David yeah. I wanted like three or four shirts. No, he wanted, uh, 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 I think it was a 3XL shirt. <laughs> No, but then he said he wanted uh, one for his kids and stuff like that. So Yeah, we'll, we'll have to go back through. But yeah, they're going like hotcakes and they're not even available yet. They should be available. The update on the shirts is that Josh got the proof back from the printer and it was kind of like the Stonehenge scene in Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Where we had wanted the, front, the proof to take up the whole front of the shirt and it was just not quite that large so they had to go back to the drawing board so to speak yeah yeah so the shirt should be available josh said they should be available before this weekend yeah we 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 had to tell her we had to tell her we needed two more inches that's what she said yeah that's what we had to tell her yeah i think she so there you go that not us anyway (laughs) but yeah if you haven't seen the shirts the uh we do have a, a spot on our website harry hog football dot com or net either one um we right have a mock-up amazon yeah we have a mock-up of the shirt it's a, it's superimposed it's not going to be the, the actual shirt's going to actually look 100 times cooler yeah yeah and these they're heavyweight sweet shirts in any event um it says keep calm and beat dallas and it has a uh, modified crown with footballs and whatnot what have you on there um but yeah we're gonna have those should be available by the next podcast um the ones that are left because we do have people reserving them by emailing us at redskinsfan at harryhugfootball.com you can yes, reserve your shirt 
Yeah, and remember, these are not like these are actually screen printed. These are not like 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 the iron on type that you can get from all a whole bunch of different sites. You know, we wanted we we came up with the idea because we thought the shirts would be cool for us, and we actually were getting them for ourselves, and then we decided to make more so we could sell them because we thought they were cool, dude. Figured others would think they're cool. Did we ever figure out what the price is going to be, or was that still up for discussion? I think it's still up for discussion. It was under twenty. Yeah, shipped. Shipped under twenty. Shipped for the UK, slightly more, but it'll be like actual shipping. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Yes, sir. And anyway, yeah, we got to talk about this. If you guys, gosh darn game. If you guys didn't watch the game, the Redskins blew it and dropped the game twenty-four to seventeen. To the Falcons, my overall first reaction was that the defense actually played, well, better than they have been. I wouldn't say they were good, but they played like night and day better. They, yeah, it was a, a night vast and afternoon improvement. better. Night yeah. and early evening better. <laughs> <laughs> vast improvement, but they did, however, once again, well... They S the bed late in the game. They S the bed late in the game, but so, you know... So did the offense. Cousins, yeah, Cousins came in and he threw that one pass, that strike to Santana Moss where he was open all college style. He was wide open. And then, and then of course, he threw two picks later and, it's, and the yeah. Falcons, yeah, basically we gave up 17 in the fourth. Uh, once again, we had a lead and we gave it up. They sealed the deal. Game. All yeah. after John's dog and mine, RG3, made a not oh, so smart play and... Got himself concussed. What was he got it? No one to blame but himself. Was it like third and goal from like the seven? It was somewhere around there. It was right around the ten or the nine or something like that. I don't remember. It wasn't exactly like the two or the one. Let's we'll say that. It no, might have no. been like the four or five. But anyway. Yeah. Here, I'm I'm efforting that. Yeah, I mean, come on, dudes. He there was no way he was gonna make it in. I don't know what he was thinking. He, he Either was throw trying. it away or run out of bounds and let the I know what part of what he was thinking. Part yeah. of it's Billy Cundiff's fault because he was like, "Dude, <laughs> he was like, there's no way I'm sending Billy Cundiff out here to miss another 20 yard field goal. I have to get this ball in the end zone." And when you yeah. feel like you have to do it all yourself, that's what happens. That's exactly. I think that was his mindset. He was like, "Crap, he's gonna, he's totally gonna give up." Yeah, he's totally. He's. It doesn't matter where we are. He's totally gonna miss another field goal. Cut. By the way, we'll get to that in a minute. It was actually, um, according to this, Billy Cutdiff. Um, Billy Cutdiff. Um, it was actually, I think, technically, it was at the uh, Atlanta three-yard line was where the play started, and where and he was sacked by like the five or five six-yard line over on the right sideline. And that was as we all a know, sack? yeah, because he was behind the line of scrimmage, and he was hit in bounds and brought down in bounds. Okay. Um, yeah, he was he was technically sacked by Weatherspoon. It was a totally clean hit. And you know, you know, it was a uh, what's his face on Comcast afterwards. Trevor Maddich. Um, yeah, Trevor Maddich said what I like to say in regards to my line of work all the time. It's like you could tell a kid a hundred times, "Don't touch the hot stove, don't touch the hot stove, don't touch the hot stove," and then they touch the hot stove and they're like, "Ah!" And you're like, "What happened? I touched the stove." And what <laughs> happened? I burned. Are you going to touch the stove again? No. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he learned his lesson. I bet he did. I, I bet he did. Hopefully he's not going to touch the hot stove again. Well, I thought it was funny because they talked to him on the sideline first. 
And they were just like, do you know, you know what quarter it is? And he told them the quarter. And they were like, do you know what the score is? And he told them the score. And then they took him back into that little lean-to that they have hidden over on the sideline up against the, uh, the dream seats. And they went in there, and then they asked him the same questions, and he didn't know what quarter it was or what the score was. And you know how he knew it before was that he was just looking up at the scoreboard and telling them. Yeah, and it was funny because I saw him come over to the sideline, and he looked at Mike Shanahan and said, I'm fine. And he looked at him like this with that glass eye crazy look like, no, you're not, dude. Yeah, he was looking at him like, uh, yeah. I think he was looking at him like, oh, my God, I'm about to lose my job. He's like, no, you're not fine. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. He was, was, so that like, was a scare, but it could have been worse. Could have been worse. He's practiced. He is. He's so far so good. He's passing ever all those tests. He's practicing. He is a uh, he is in line to play this weekend, so thank goodness we're not going to have to worry about Cousins or RG1. Uh, RG1. Yeah, I do have to say, being that I've had like 12 concussions in my life and I'll probably have early Alzheimer's because of it, Um, I've never, past like one or two days, I've never, I never felt anything. That's because you had mild concussions, like from your brother dropping you on your head and stuff like that. It wasn't a mild concussion when I ran and jumped, off, slid off the diving board and hit the back of my head against the side of the pool. That's a bad one. Yeah. No, there were some where I was puking and stuff like that, and I had to go to the hospital. But I'm just saying, like, one or two days later, I was fine, even from those. Yeah. So yeah. you must have to have a really bad one to, like, still be feeling it three days later. I would, just in my, just from I would, my experience. I would imagine so. And also for football players, they make they have even if they're not getting hit in the head again, you know, it's just the body contact, just getting hit over and over, even after you've had a concussion, it's got to be pretty rough. They I do mean, have helmets and stuff to cushion the blow a little bit too. They do, but you know, you're still getting jarred and your head's moving around and your brain is is slopping around there inside your skull. So you know, you need you need time to get ready or to to rest. Hopefully, so RG three learned his lesson. Yeah, I, that's where the uh, the worry is. I mean, I don't know, dude, if you saw today, but Cuz is in D- Dale Earnhardt Jr. Your Cuz is uh, missing two races in the playoffs because he's had two concussions in the like the last month or so, and he's been basically benched for two weeks. How did he get two concussions? He got one in a wreck in practice, and then he got one last week in the uh, the big humongous wreck in like turn three of the last lap at Talladega. Really. Interesting, sir. And so he's he's I mean, and, you know, they're in the playoffs there and he's out. He's out for two races. So he's he's got no chance to win the championship. Hmm. Well, that's so bad because but that but for him, that's a it's a a culmination of having it over and over. Like, at least for you, you knew that. Well, you hope depending on, you know, again, you had two brothers. So a lot of roughhousing and things of that nature ensue. But for these guys, there's too much of a chance there's a big chance that there could be another big injury down the road, so they have to be exceptionally careful. And we all know that the NFL is also trying to stave off lawsuits or more lawsuits from people as well, so they're they're really covering their butts. Yeah, also they were a little concerned because RG3 had one in college last year. Ah. That was part of their concern. But it it looks as if he's going to play, and even if he is going to play for pretty much sure, Shanahan's not going to say it till the last second to use it as a, like a, you know. He's one of those guys keep that keeps unprepared. it close to the best. I want him to start saying every week that he's got a shoulder injury, just like uh, Belichick does with Tom Brady. 
and just be lying about the, the injury report all the time. Because it's kind of a farce in the, in the first place. Speaking of, did you see her during that game when his glass eye popped out on the sideline when he got bowled over? He got bowled over and it was like... And they were looking around for it? Bouncing around. Did you hear that bleacher report? <laughs> anyway. This be, that's our BR of the week. BR of so the week. yeah, um, obviously the big story was RG3. The other big story was my real dog, Alfred Morris, who gets better and better every game. He was insanely good. He just, he's, I, he is the he's a potential. Beast. He's a beast, man. I called it in preseason. He's this like the game, mini diesel. He, yeah, he was 18 for 115. 29 yards was his longest run. Average 6.4 a run. And that's not with like some 70-yard clip tacked in there. His longest was only 29, but he averaged 6.4 a run. That's beast. Yeah, that's dude. That's beast right there. And I, he's insane. He's insanely good. Yeah. Um, so you know what I'm saying? It's like Santana Boss had two catches for 80 yards, but one was 77. You know, he did that. That was a big pad on his uh his stats for the for the week, and he had that that you know on that college catch, that college looking catch with no one covering him. I think him and RG3. I saw some stat where they each had four touchdowns, and that led the league. For yeah. rookies, or well, I don't know if it was for everyone. Something like that, yeah. It's got to be rookies. But, but yeah, I mean, Alfred Morris is right up there. That's still pretty good, one touchdown a game. That's <laughs> amazing, especially nowadays with running backs and the way things are going. Although it's get, starting to get cyclical again, you know, last couple of years, passing league, passing league, you have to have passer, passing, passing, passing. And now teams are, like, going back to the run. We've got a great running back right now. So far, so good with him. You know, a steal in the sixth round. Uh, the Patriots are going back to the run a lot because they don't have any uh, imp- super impact wide receivers like they had before, and everyone's covering a uh, what's his face, blue eyes, white lightning. What's his name, Wells Welker? Yeah, I mean, I thought the defense played a lot better this week, and the offense played well. I think, I mean, the Falcons were undefeated, and they almost beat them. If RG three yeah. wouldn't have got injured. Who knows what would have happened? We had a fantastic chance of giving them their first loss. Yeah. Absolutely. But so yeah. it didn't happen. RG3 learned a lesson out of it. Um, Maybe. We hope. Eagles lost. I burned my head. Um, and it could have been a lot worse. And another good thing came out of it is we finally got rid of Cowboy Cundiff. Yeah. Thank goodness. That was the worst decision they made. I mean, you could argue it was cutting Chris Cooley. Um, incidentally, Aaron sent me a text this week uh, saying something was sore and you needed some cool gay. So that was kind of funny to jump back to that. But, um, yeah, Cundiff, what a stupid choice. What a stupid, stupid choice to have even signed him in the first place and cut Gano. I was kind of surprised they didn't bring in Gano. You called it, dude. I totally called this it. This other guy they picked up from the Bucks, though, it looks He's like he has ex- some potential. He won, like, some whatever the national college kicker award is in 2009 was it the groza award or something i don't know he won Um, that he uh he was signed as an undrafted free agent his rookie season by the cowboys but he never played for them so i don't know how that goes i don't know how that goes with our curse i know and see I'm, i'm really trying to figure out a way that we can work around the curse for this guy because i really want him to be good like we all do even though he's an ex cowboy from his first year but he never played he was on injured reserve so maybe he was just there like you know, 
learning all the uh, the secrets of the organization for a year, spy. and then they let him go. He could have, he could dude, he could have been a George Allen spy. And I mean, I'm sorry, a Bruce Allen spy. I'm thinking back to the days. It doesn't matter. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. I mean, yeah, and in preseason this year, he was five of five, and two of those kicks were over fifty yards. Which, hey. And if you looked at his college numbers, I don't remember them exactly, but I saw them this week. Yeah. He was something like, don't quote me on this, but it was something like 7 of 10 from over 50 yards. He was, Yeah, he was really good on long ones, but he didn't kick off. Yeah, he did not kick off. He said he's, that's his weak point. He's been working on kickoffs. They had a kickoff specialist since you don't have like roster limits in college. Yeah, and he said that, um, that the raid that he's, his accuracy at all distances is pretty good because he approaches every single kick in his mind as if he's kicking an extra point. It's all in the mind. So we'll see. I think it all is. I think kickers try to overdo it when they're far out. But Unless you're Cundiff and you're a cowboy spy. Oh, so Anyway, whatever. it'll be interesting to see this guy. I know everyone's relieved that we have anyone else in there besides Cundiff. Anyone else. Good Lord. And and insider, slight insider information from my buddy Tom, this Bucks season ticket holder. Um he says that watching him in the preseason and whatnot, he was like, you know, they knew that Barth was not going to get cut, but uh, that this four bath guy was actually rather good. He said he, he, he was, you know, there weren't any like almost misses or, ooh, that guy's not very good. It was like, wow, we got two good kickers here. Yeah, but you can't afford to take them. I'm surprised no one else picked them up, like us. I am too. There, there's so many kickers floating around. Josh Brown was a good kicker. Yeah. Olindo Mare was, was a decent kicker he's Gano years is old, floating but... around. yeah Gano is floating around there still anyway I mean, we'll, we'll see how this guy does he's young so that could be a good thing yeah we'll see i mean hopefully he turns out to be the next david acres except we don't cut him uh you don't have this on the thing on the itinerary but the amandola award of the week uh, right is going to <laughs> tony gonzalez good god what did he have, 13 catches or something? 13 catches is exactly right. He had 13 catches for 1, 2, 3, 123 yards. How many? 123 yards for the uh, tight end. I thought you said 323 yards. Oh, no, no, 1, 2, 3, 123 yards. Awesome. Well, that's pretty yeah. good, dude. That's pretty good. That, and, and he, and he won Julio. the award of the week. Yeah, and Julio Jones came in a close second, though. He had 10 catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. And he had that insane ca- catch that I was like, there's no way he was in bounds. And then I was like, yeah, he was both of bounds. us. He was both somehow of us. in bounds. We were watching it, like talking on the phone, and we were like, there's no way, there's no way. And they show the replay, and we just got quiet. And Aaron goes, he was in bounds. Oh, he was. He totally yeah. was. By yeah. the way, Jack Quiz Rogers had a catch. Okay. What, all right, what about the O-line report? Um, Trent Williams played solid. The O-line was pretty solid. They opened the pretty way good. for Morris to have a 100-yard game. Yeah, they, they did rather well. I thought, you know, they're getting better and better as long as we can keep people in like Silverback in there. And How many sacks did they give up? They only gave up. Well, one was the one where he got concussed. Mm, yeah, but he had rolled out on that one. So. And that was really his own fault. That That's the only, technically, that's the only sack they gave up in the game. Yeah, so they've gotten better from the last three weeks. Yeah. Since yeah. he got destroyed three weeks ago, 
Last and week they did a lot better against the Bucks. Part of the reason, and Aaron, like you were saying, I mean, Jordan Black was absolutely horrible. So Silverback, even in there at 75%, was much, much better two weeks ago. And being in better shape last week was better and better. And he, he's working really hard to not be a bust. Because I called dude, him one a couple weeks ago. And so hopefully he will keep it working on that. He's got to work it out because I know where you're going right here. This week they got Jared Allen, Mullet Man, and uh, company. Uh, and basically late. every time I've seen the Vikings play the Redskins, I don't know why this has happened, but I've seen them in FedEx Field like at least two, maybe three times. And I don't go to that many games. Just so happens I get tickets to when the Vikings are coming in town. Yeah. And every time the Redskins freaking lose. Like nine to seven, that one Monday night game I think we went to. Did you go to yeah. that one? Uh, I did not go to that one. It was like nine to seven on a Monday night. It was horrible. The Redskins lost or something like that, like twelve to nine. Or and you can't even get out of the stadium at parking lot until midnight. Those those games suck. Yeah, I mean, and then I saw him play the Vikings of the last game of the season a few years ago because I was in Virginia Beach visiting my parents, and I saw tickets on eBay for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, it was like the last row of the stadium. I was like. Sure, for fifteen bucks, I'll go watch the game. And uh, got to see Mule Mule get some sacks on RG One. Actually, that was a long time ago. That was Chris Cooley's rookie season. Oh man! And after the game, he came out there, and Suzanne got him to like sign our hats and stuff. It's always best if you have a lady with you and you want something autographed, just give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> this, just trust me on this. So uh, I was like, here, Suzanne, get my hat signed. You need like a little kid other than that. So If I took K with me to the game, I'd have like every autograph on the team. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go. Um, Um, What's next on here? We did did the O-line report. You didn't do the music. I do want to say one thing here, though. This week, this goes out to Nick the Greek. (laughs) I want to have that shot glass filled at the end of the game. Yes, sir. It's getting a little dusty. It's getting a little dusty. These home losses. We get. We got to put a stop to this. To this. This. This line of losing. Eight games in a row. At home. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Eight is not great. That's Ocho like Stinko. RG one. Dude, you only play eight home games a year, so that's a whole season without winning at home. Yeah, a whole a whole non calendar season. Anyway, I don't Son. even. Wanna, I don't even want to dwell on that, but I do want a victory this week, and I think they could do it. I think they can do it. The defense is starting to turn around. The offensive line seems to be gelling a little bit. The um, Vikings are due to suck in a game. Yep. They're and due. the uh, you know who their only loss is to? The Colts. Seriously. The Colts are the surprising Colts. They're stepping up. Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Green Bay's having a great year or anything, but Andrew Luck did a really good job at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the tight end report. Josh, you like tight ends. I don't have anything to say about the tight ends. What it was, uh, Fred Davis's stats from this week. Fred Davis's, <laughs> I called it. Uh, Fred Davis's stats were five for 54 with a long of 18. Hmm. He was the only, uh, tight end to have any receptions. All right. For the Washington Redskins, well, that didn't is. Didn't Niles have a kick return or something? Um, let's see. Denials, Paul. <laughs> Niles. I think still think he should have been cut, but go ahead. Niles. Well, he's a project. You know, 
He's made some good choices and some bad choices, that glass-eyed man. Um, Niles did not have any kick or punt returns. Um, Brandon Banks is listed. He had four kick returns and three punt returns. He had one good return. He did. Brandon Banks, he had four kick returns. One was 35 yards. Yeah, that was and good. And four total for 113. That's pretty good. He had his best game so far. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you and I were talking about they really need to uh, – they really need to uh, shore up the offensive line with another body in there, and Brandon Banks ain't cutting it. Hopefully, he'll break up. He'll break one for the against the Vikings. He's due. That's and it's the a four twenty-five game, which is odd. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. Enough about the tight end report. What about the injury report? I know that we already talked about RG three. Uh, we talked about Trent Williams is playing, uh, Cedric Griffin, I think is, what is he? He's out again. It sounds like it. Yeah. It looks like he's going to be out again. He's not going to be ready with that hamstring. And, uh, Merriweather is out for at least two or three weeks. Yeah. They're saying, I mean, Aaron, a little bit before the cast started was like, man, we just need to put him on IR, but they're. He's still if he can, if he can get back in, he's still going to be better than what we've got there. So like Dijon Mustard is bad. Dijon, man, I tell you what, and you know, I saw a little bit of the Jets game last week, and so far, Ron Landry is running around like a beast. Oh, he's really bad. He's got terrible angles again, still as usual, and his Achilles is probably you know one one you know centimeter of tendon left in it. But he's so he far, was looking pretty bad in that one game I saw. Yeah, he was hitting people just like his old self. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, he still I, can't I cover, but anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, enough about him. Enough about that. Um, yeah. I guess I that's the injury that. report. Thanks, Josh. Uh, transaction report. We kind of already talked about the transactions, but we did cut. Didn't we cut Marcus White or someone? We cut Marcus White again. And we signed some linebacker from the Colts practice squad named Mario Edison. To our Look, practice squad? Mario. Practice yeah. roster, okay. It signed. It says, it sent on redskins.com he was signed, so I don't know if they've got him active oh. or not. Anyway, that's that. Uh, yeah. I say let's take a short no, break. Wait. He, he's, he's signed. He's got to be signed to the regular roster because Marcus White did not get signed to the practice squad when we brought him back. They put him on the, uh, on the, the, the regular roster. All right. Well, I say we take a short break, come back, give our games and kicks, and wrap this thing up because I don't know how long I'm going to be able to hold these natives at. Natives at bay. At bay over here. <laughs> In fact, I can't believe they haven't freaked out yet. Well, crazy. Uh, John is very proud of them so far. All right, so uh, we'll talk to you after this brief station break. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. 
Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Yo. What's up? Anyway, what's all right, up? we're back. Uh, the H H F F F L update L-O-R. with John Adams. The update. Winners this past week. Virginia Beach Balls. That's me. Staten Island Ferries. That's Aaron. Sweet, I won. Knights who say. You <laughs> Knights who say RG3. Rigo's Rangers and the Grim Stash Riders. Losers. The Galapagos Grizzlies not doing so well at 0-5. Type 42 Rocks. That's our man Paul in the UK. Southside DC. Abergorky Warriors. Past champion. And Painting Uranus. You didn't say past champion for me. Or oh, I'm sorry. Staten Island Fairies. Reigning champion. Uh, uh, current champion. Nice to say RG3. Um, past not champion. champion. Virginia Beach Balls. Not a champion ever. Yeah. John, you just—you were dreaming that you won it. I—I I do believe I won the first year. Uh, you might have, but the first year there was only one person playing you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's the HHHFFFL league update, H-H-F-F-L. and no one else cares except for those ten people. So now is the time that you've all been waiting this whole episode for. The coveted and ever elusive. Game Ball Awards. It's the Game Ball Awards. John, you want to take? You want to go? Well, should this? should Josh go first? Josh isn't getting one. Just just no Josh. Period. Straight just up. Not, we'll give. All right, I'll give Josh his Game Ball Award. <laughs> what was that, Josh? Billy Cundiff, come on down. Josh said he would like to give his <laughs> Game Ball Award to Billy Cundiff <laughs> because he didn't <laughs> think he was. And I quote Josh. I don't think he was playing that bad. So for that reason, <laughs> Josh gives his game ball to Billy Cundiff. All right, go ahead, John. Oh, my game ball. Um, I believe this is the second time I've done this so far this year. Um, oh, man. I almost. No, I've, I've got to go with Alfred Morris. He gets better and better every week. And, yeah, the O-line is, is obviously, of course, part of the reason why. But this guy, this this guy is a beast. And I got to give my game ball to yet another beast who showed up. On defense. On defense. Uh-huh. Number 91. Uh-huh. Ryan Boilermaker Kerrigan. The Boilermaker. If you didn't see that awesome play oh my. where he came running in, he noticed it was going to be a screen, dropped back one step, tipped the ball, intercepted it, and ran in for a touchdown, then you're not a Redskins fan. That was fantastic. It was all kinds of a 1982 uh, NFC Championship game against Dallas looking. That was f- fantastic. That wasn't his only good play in the game. I think he had a sack. He had. Uh, he did not have a sack, according to the, the, uh, the write-up, but he did have three tackles and two assists. 
Yeah, and he was doing pretty good in coverage too. I know he, he he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, man, I can't wait to have Arakova back there with him. Man, Cofield was the only player given a sack in the stats. Okay, but Kerrigan had, of course, a twenty-eight yard touchdown, a pick. Can I say something touchdown. else? Say sure. something else. We haven't really spoken too much about the front three, but I think they've been playing pretty solid. Cofield and they've been pretty good. They they haven't Jarvis been as Jenkins good. And- as they were planning on because they thought they were going to take care of our crappy secondary. Mm-hmm. And no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. But they're doing really well against the run. I mean, they pretty mm-hmm. much shut down the Falcons' run. They're doing a, they're, they're getting better and better up there. Jarvis Jenkins, your dog, is getting better and better. He's, getting, he's rounded back into game shape. I think last week I was talking about how someone like Adrian Peterson 10 months ago tore his, his ACL, I think it was, at <laughs> Against, against the Redskins, and they're playing tomorrow. And he's already he started the first game of the season, and he's 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 really in form. But he's a hundred pounds lighter than Jarvis Jenkins. It takes the bigger it takes the BFFs a little bit longer to to get back into game shape when you when you mess up a knee. There's a lot more weight. Yep. So anyway, yeah. All right. So let's let's move forward with this. Let's move. Oh, and and, and a, a quick shout out. Lennon Fletcher had eight tackles and twelve assists. Typical Lennon Fletcher. He's just a beast. He's awesome. There's no way around it. He's earned me buying his jersey. Yeah, absolutely. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Balls. This week's Kicking the Balls Award. Uh, I'll go. go Billy Cundiff. Chachi. All right, well, that's a collective one, dude. Uh, Except for Josh. Still felt, <laughs> even the fifth says it's a cut. Oh, um, yes. It still felt really good to say that again. I may not be done. Um, I know who your 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 kick is going to go to. I was thinking about giving it to him because I've I've, I've been pushing for him a lot, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal. You know you, who but, my kick's going to for real? I think so too. I think so. I think I said yep. it during the game. You, you, I know you said it like three times, and deservedly so. He's making me but mad. No. But all right, go ahead. All right, well, well, Josh is kicking the balls. Is going to go to RG three because uh, dude just didn't finish the game. <laughs> Quote Josh. You got to uh, remember, my... Josh is giving him to Sean Taylor before for getting shot. That's this is this is true. That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty pretty poor. It's pretty callous, actually. I, I believe so. I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, my kick is going to have to go to, uh, oh man. Go ahead, Aaron. I, I, I haven't decided yet. I, I want to do, I want to kick this guy, but I, I almost feel bad. So let me think on it for a second. All right. Well, my kick is going to go to number 88 Garcon because dude, how many third down passes did he drop? Dude can't catch. The only ball he caught was one that he probably shouldn't have caught. And that's what Colts fans say about him. That's what Peyton Manning said about him. He was like, I never threw it right to Garcon. I either threw it in front of him or behind him. Otherwise, he wouldn't catch it. Did he really say that? Yes. Dang. Dude can't catch. He dropped two sure third down. Yeah. First downs on third down to stop drives. Santana Moss dropped one where he accidentally kneed it out of his own hands. Yeah. But Garcon, he did something else that made me mad, too. He missed a b- 
block or something. I, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he had a terrible game. And I've I've been really pumped about Garcon being on the team and 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 boy, he was bad in this game. Yes, he was. And I called it. All right, go ahead. You did call it. All right. Um Who are you giving it to? RG three? No, I'm gonna go ahead and give mine to Kirk Cousins. For the two picks or the one touchdown the two- pick? <laughs> I'll give him the kick because he came in and he had like that one first good series on that, that random play. And then after that, he just kind of sucked. I kind of feel sorry for him though. Cause as I soon as too. he came in, it started pouring down. Right, I do too. It was really tough, but I mean the, those picks he threw, especially the second one. I mean, he totally that got baited yeah, and I got to say, I, I feel bad giving it to him, but I'm going to have to give it to him. But I do have to say that if you watched his progression through preseason from game one to game four, it was it was like seeing a completely different quarterback by game four than when he started. So hopefully the more he plays, which hopefully won't be much more this year, but the more he plays, the better he's going to get quickly. I'm hoping he, he, start- he learned very quickly in the preseason. Dude, I'm hoping he starts playing really well so we can pull like a Matt Castle trade for him. Matt Castle or a, or a what's that other guy? The one from the Eagles. Cobb. Kevin yeah, Cobb. Kevin Cobb. Although I'm still, I think, I think the jury should still be out on him. I don't think he's done. I think he he may actually still be a good quarterback. He got destroyed last week. He got sacked a lot. Was it like won. nine times or something? Yeah, that's not really his fault though. The O line there stinks. Yeah. Anyway, enough about him. All right. Well, we've already talked about the next game. We tried to go old school on this episode and without Josh and keep it brief, to the point. As opposed to briefs. Got anything else to say about the game? Is it four twenty-five? Um, I think the Redskins might. I think the Redskins could get it done in this game. I think they can too, and hopefully, uh, you know, like I said, the Vikings are due to have a letdown with Christian Ponder, mm-hmm. um, Mullet Man, Mule Mule. The defense is somehow playing a little bit better. The offense. I don't with, have if RG three plays in the secondary. I think if RG three plays, we have a good chance to win. If he does, I have a feeling if he plays, he's going to be really, really good. Oh yeah, I but, think he probably will play. To tell you our the secondary, it just, God, they still they give up seventeen in the fourth quarter, and I know field position. They were tired. They were on the field a lot in the game, but God, once again, yeah. But you know, you never know. That's why we play the game. That's why we watch it. Send That's us right. an email. That's why dudes. we watch the game. <laughs> Send us some email, redskinsfan, harryhogfootball.com. Let us know if you're interested in one of those shirts, which should be online very shortly. Yes, we'll sir. send out a waiting tweet. On there. Hopefully they'll be up there before the game this weekend. Waiting on, we're waiting on Josh's connection, whoever this Archie chick is that's making them. Anyway, let's give some shout-outs. Shout-outs. Fifth. Nick. Will in Maryland gave us a call with his two cents. we got to start putting sure. some more of those on here. Yeah, we do. Nick uh, the Greek. Daily Drumbles. Desmond. Eric O. Seabire, Fire, Dan Welsh, Kenny Kim, Brad Richard, Dave Scott, Brandon Brown, Adam Smith, Mike, either one, Rod Stevenson, um, Sean Daniels, Stephen, Tennessee, Chris J. in the UK, Mike Gallagher, Matt Morissette, David I, and of course, David Lee at David Lee Legal Services, our yep. benevolent sponsor. And all our new followers this week, we keep getting a few more every week, so uh, check us out on Twitter, Harry Hog. That's the name, Harry Hog. Send us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Talk to you guys later. Hail to the Redskins. Sir. And if you see a Cowboys fan. Or Josh. Joker! Joker!